Hey guys, it's good to be back at uh, More About God podcast. This is Carter Wallenbeck. It is so good to hear from, I mean, to be back with you guys with week two. I'm trying to get back into the rhythm of a podcast. I've been really busy, but I really think we can get back into it. This series on depression, I've been working on it. I have got, we got the first lesson today. Uh, a little bit about, um, you know, what this is going to go through. This is, uh, this is a series on depression how to fight it, how to get out of depression. I named it the Getting, uh, Getting Out of Depression, series of, the series of Fight Against Depression with Carter Wallenbeck. And I'm so glad for you to join. Share this with someone who's depressed, someone who's down. I know I've been there so many times. I know I've been there a million and a half times. And it's, and it's a real fight. It's a real, real fight. Um, and we derive a lot of our lesson and a lot of like things people get depressed in from... King of uh, Kings chapter 19 we'll start in actually in verse 1 here in a minute but depression is serious so a little bit what you know what depre- what what is depression it is not sadness though people think it is sadness depression is far beyond sadness cuz sometimes you can be depressed but hide your sadness sadness is something that is visibly visible to the naked eye something you can see on the outside in my opinion i really don't have anything to back it up but that's why i view sadness as where depression honestly affects some of the happiest people you know but they will feel like a burden if they tell you. So sometimes it's the happiest person you know is the most depressed, most the, the saddest person on this planet. And I'm serious about that. So I'm not I'm not saying go around talk to a bunch of people like the happiest person you know, ask them about their depression. I'm saying watch that. You may have a friend who's depressed and you don't even know it, and they you don't even know what they're going through right now, and you don't know what the decisions they're about to make, and it could be life changing. It always starts off small. It always does start off small, as you see, well, as we'll see in Kings. I mean, it's a little big for Elijah, but small compared to what just happened. So in Kings chapter 18, you know, Elijah was on like Mount Carmel and stuff. He tried the prophets of Baal and won and killed all the prophets. He was on a mountaintop experience, but the devil did not like that. The devil was able to come in and attack him during this mountaintop experience, which <clears throat> that's the favorite. That's one of the the devil's favorite time to attack is when you're at your highest, because when you're on top of the mountain, you have a lot further go. You have a long fall if he knocks you down hard. So be prepared for that. We'll talk a little bit about being prepared, about what to do, and stuff like that. Things that I found that help me. Things that I found that are biblical to help uh, in the Bible here as we read. Um, and we'll see as again as we keep reading what God did for Elijah, and what you can do for yourself and your friends. But we're going to focus on different attributes, I say. I call them attributes, but different uh, sections, different chunks of depression because depression has a lot of areas where it always starts. Sometimes it's loneliness. Sometimes it's uselessness. Sometimes it feels like you're not good enough. Like um, you'll see Elijah feels in chapter 19. He doesn't, th- he doesn't believe he is good enough for the task ahead. And sometimes it can feel like... Um, you only, like I said, loneliness. You're the only one fighting this battle. You feel like you're trying to fight a battle that like you can't win. Uselessness. You, you. Everyone around you is doing something great, but you just you're sitting around. Don't you don't believe you're really doing anything for God? You're sitting like, what am I supposed to do? I'm not really doing something for God. I'm just sitting around doing nothing. When you feel like you're supposed to be moving, but sometimes that's God calls you to, to a season of stillness. Not long. He doesn't want you to stay still. He just wants you to keep serving Him in the way you can at the church and stuff like that. Um. But don't give up. He doesn't. He's not done with you just because he's not doing these huge things with you. That's something I had to learn. Sometimes it's just not feeling like um, you're, you know, strong enough, feeling weak. 
you feel like you're too weak to help people. Sometimes it's, um, you know, just a lot of different things. It can, and I'm just, my brain's going far. I had a bunch of reasons, but, and we'll see more in the chapter. But it's a battle. It's a very hard battle, and I, you know, I encourage you to stick along, stick with me in this process as we learn how to pray against oppression. We learn how to uh, fight against oppression. We learn, like, how to fight against the, these positions of depression. And we'll, like, today we're going to learn about loneliness, how to fight against loneliness. So, um, again, share this with a friend if they're struggling with loneliness. And if you're struggling with loneliness, hey, reach out to me if you want to and talk to me a little bit about it. Tell me what's helped you. Tell me what's helped you in the past and stuff like that. I won't say your name because I know sometimes it's embarrassing and you will feel like a burden. But and also, if you do feel like a burden in your depression, people want to know. People would rather you not kill yourself in depression. and uh, They'd rather you tell them. I would rather one of my friends come and tell me, Carter, I'm depressed and I need help, than them go off and kill themselves. Because the, the fact is, depression always leads down pretty much to that road right there. Self-harm and death. So we're going to talk about this today. We're going to talk. Um, we're going to look at a lot of different. Uh, well, we're going to look at the story. This story in Kings chapter nineteen. We're going to talk about uh, three simple ways to not feel lonely, to fight against loneliness. And um, if you know more, if you can, like, hey, I actually know a good idea to help. That's helped me in this. Go ahead, DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, you can find me at More About God on More About God. Uh, more about God on Instagram and Carter Wallenbeck on Facebook. So thank you for tuning in. We're going to pray and get right into it. All right. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessing of this day, Lord. I thank you for allowing me to um, do this lesson, do this uh, thing about depression, this thing about fighting against depression, Lord. It's such a it's such a hard thing, Lord. And depression can, it starts small. And you sometimes you don't, you know, the person themselves don't even notice it. But, um... It always ends out on a really bad road, God. So, Lord, help my podcast help somebody. Lord, help it help me. Help us um, gather together and fight against this very strong um, weapon of the devil, Lord. I thank you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, getting out of depression is something that is not always easy. It's not always easy because there can feel like a lot of reasons to be in depression. So today we're going to focus on how to get out of loneliness. Loneliness is the topic of today. We all come, uh, we can, we uh, all can, I'm sorry, that was supposed to be an end. I wrote something down. We all can feel a little lonely sometimes, but that is the, uh, but that is natural. For we are made to be in a relationship with somebody. We are made for friendship, we are made for um, just that kind of relationship to be around people. We can feel lonely when no one's around. Sometimes you can feel lonely when a lot of people around, you're just not close to those people. But we need to see where to go when we feel lonely. Um, so point one is go to God. Go to God in your loneliness. That is the most important thing. So let's start reading here. We're going to re- read in chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1. We're just going to tell the story. We're going to read it. And we're just going to talk about what, ha- what happened for Elijah here and what he ended up doing. And uh, Ahab told Jezebel that Elijah had done uh, what, what Elijah had done, that Elijah had done. And with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent messenger unto Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me. And more also, if they, uh, 
If I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he had saw when he had saw that he arose and he went for and he went for his life and came to um Bathsheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. He made a grave mistake. So in depression, um he made a mistake here. He left he went along by himself. In depression, the biggest thing I want to do when I'm depressed is get alone, which is not the not the answer. It lets me um, kind of melt to myself. Now, don't force yourself on the person that's depressed necessarily, but try to be there for him. Try to just constantly say, hey, just let me come with you. Hey, let me be with you. Cause, so he left him alone, and he kept going. Um, but, but, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under the juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die. So we see, and I've been here personally, you know, I've been here, I've been like, been like, okay, God, I just can't do it anymore. Um, I feel like I just, I'm too weak. I'm not good enough. Just kill me. It'd be better for everyone. Sometimes in loneliness, you're sitting there like, Lord, no one cares. I'm alone. I just, there's nothing left for me on this world. Take me home. Take me home. I've said that and I've been there. It's it's a dark path, and we see Elijah is experiencing that right now. He feels like he is just he has failed. He feels I do believe he feels alone because he is alone right now. He doesn't see any physical human with him. He left his servant uh, about a day's journey back where he came from, and now he is talking to God and and says, "Lord, please kill me." Uh, and he said, "It is enough now, Lord. Take." Away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Okay. So, get to God. So, the first thing, I'll say he did go to God. He didn't just kill himself. He didn't just, like, it's worthless and slayed himself. He went to God. God heard him. God saw him. First point, go to God. Go to God immediately. Talk to God about your problem. And and expect an answer. Expect a solution to this problem. Sometimes it's hold on tight because it's going to keep going until the until the end of the situation or the end of time. And you just got to keep fighting and find those people to help you hold on tight. Sometimes the solution is uh, do something different in your life. But it's never to give up. Elijah wanted to give up, but it's never to, the solution will never be give up in depression. He's feeling alone right now. I, again, like I said, he, I feel like he's, I believe he's feeling alone. He doesn't have anyone around him. And if we keep more to keep reading, we'll see where he does mentioned that he feels like he's the last one um he also talks about in this chapter where he because he, he talks to god and he says i am a um i am not better than my father's we'll see and he's uh and he's so and we'll, you'll see that later on we're not going to talk about that right now because that's for next week's uselessness lesson uh i don't know if actually that's for next week it's in in a couple weeks but that that's a different lesson we're going to focus on the loneliness that he is feeling right now so get to God. So he went to God. That was awesome. What's point two, Carter? I'm getting, I need not get sidetracked. What's point two? Point two is take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. When I get depressed, the times it's easiest for me to get depressed is when I am tired, when I am hungry, and when I am not feeling good. When my body is not physically capable. My physical body is not capable, and it makes me weaker, even spiritually, for the devil's attack. And we'll see what God's response is when sense that Elijah went to God. So, as and as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked and beheld there was a cake 
bacon on coals and a course of water at his hand. And he did eat and drink and he laid him down again. So the angel comes and he feeds him. And obviously this is food from heaven, so this is good food. Don't go eating junk food. Eat something that's good for you, that makes you feel better, that's going to help, like maybe some fruit, something healthy. You know what I'm saying? Something that's healthy, that's filling, and that you'll enjoy eating. And um, take care of yourself. He went. He laid him back down and he slept some more. He, you know, get your rest. Don't go at this with your brain tired, your body physically worn out. That is honestly the cause a lot of leaders today, I mean, pastors and stuff that I know who don't get enough sleep and get enough rest, they're depressed, they're down, they feel like, man, they're not doing enough, and they feel like we just got pushed more, but sometimes pushing more, you're just going to kill yourself, and it's not the answer. Now, you need to work, work, you need to work hard, working really hard is important, but killing yourself doing it is not the way of God, it's not the way of God, God caused, God did choose one day for rest for a reason. So he lays him back down to sleep, um, where was I? Uh, verse seven. We're on verse seven now. And the, and the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, "Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee." And he arose and did eat and drink. And he went in the strength of that meat for two, uh, for I uh, mean forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God, fasting, getting again getting close to God. He went to the mount of God. He fasted. Um, but first he took care of himself. He took care of that immediate, okay, get some health, get some rejuvenate, like rejuvenate yourself, re-scribe that strength. Now I believe this point where he starts really turning around, now he's going to God again. Now he's going to God with these problems. Um, and it came there unto a cave in the, and lodged there. And, it, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him and said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. So this is right here. Again, he's feeling lonely. What did, he, what did we see he did? He went to God. He took care of himself. And this is point three. Stop looking on the loneliness. God right here shows him what to do and that stop that like you're just viewing the world he's feeling he's viewing yes all these people who have given up like he said a couple of verses before that you know i'm i and only i um remain everyone in israel is forsaken thee lord just kill me now let me be the last one who serves thee kind of deal and he said just let me die god let me let me die and he said right here same thing he's like lord i am last it is just me left but see what god says this is why we go to God. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, and a, a strong wind rent in the mountains and breaketh in pieces the rocks before the Lord. The, uh, after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. It talks about the still small voice. This is God, again, giving him the answer. This is God, again, asking him what the problem is. I like how God shows him the display of the awesome, his awesome power. Like, just remember who I am. That's, an, that's a side point. Remember who God is. Remember that to look on God, look on God's power, not on the loneliness, but on God's power to fix that loneliness. Um, uh, and after the earthquake fire, on fire, the Lord was not in the fire. Right here, from verse 13. 
And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in us in his mantle, and went out and stood in the entering into the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest uh, doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because of the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and even I am uh, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said unto him, Go ye, turn thy way to the wilderness of Dergamus, and when thou comest, uh, comest anoint Hazael to be king over Syria, and Judah the son of Naaman, thou shalt anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha the son of yeah, Elisha the son of Sephirat of I'm I don't know how to say that word. Thou shalt anoint to be prophet in thy room, and shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazel shall uh, Julius uh, Jeho, Jehu slay, and him that escapes from sword of Jehu, Elisha shall slay. Yet I have left me seven thousand Israel, in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed the, bowed unto Baal, and ever, and every mouth that hath not kissed him. So this is what he's saying. He focused on God, and he said, "Listen." I've left seven. First of all, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to this guy, anoint him king. Go to this guy, anoint him king. Then go to Elisha. He's going to take your place because you're not the only one left. And he's like, I have left myself 7,000 people. We're still here. See, we go to God and we get the answer. We feel alone, but we're not. We feel like we're the only ones in this battle, but we're not alone in this fight. God is with us. The God who, when he passed by, the winds broke the rocks, the fires consumed the rocks, the earthquakes destroyed the rocks, all this. And you heard him in a still, small voice said, Listen, it's okay, I know it feels bad, I know you feel like it's not going well, but I've left 7,000 people. They're still, like, we can still win this thing. We still have a hope. We cannot give up. And that's the point of getting across, getting out of your loneliness, is going to God, taking care of yourself physically, that's that's two things to get out of just depression and more again see this across the entirety of this series, but for the loneliness part is, don't focus on the the emptiness around you. Focus on the God who is with you. Focus on the victory that the power of the God is with you. Focus on that there's still so many people who love you, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but they are. There are people who love you. Focus on the people who love you who are there for you. And who are fighting this battle along with you. This is um, so important against the battle of loneliness. It is not always easy to be alone. Even physically. Because it can cause you to believe that there's no one else out there. As I've been through traveling through New York, sometimes I wonder... I mean, you look at the news and stuff, and it just feels like, oh, everyone's going for the gay. Everyone's going for the, you know, abortion. Everyone's going for whatever other sinful thing out there. But it's not true. It's not true at all. Uh, we just need to focus on God instead of loneliness. Focus on Him instead of anything else. Remember that He loves us, that He is there for us, and that He desires to help us. Remember this week, let's not just focus on the loneliness. Let's focus on the God who created us, who can get us out of this loneliness. Thank you for listening. This has been More About God podcast. We're going to pray out. And um, again, share this with a friend. If you found this helpful, share this with a friend. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessing of this day, Lord. I thank you for allowing me to teach this lesson. Help it help someone, Lord. Help me sound clear. Help me do this. Help this make sense to people, Lord. And um, help us fight against loneliness. We thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for the things you've done for us. Help us honor and glorify you as we go throughout this next week and everything we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Have a great and blessed week.